gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It's episode number 31, Friday, October 4, 2019. Broadcasting for from our sinister studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And I'm Andy Gilly. It's Shocktober, man. It is Shocktober. Okay, my so what, favorite month. So, so Andy uh, kind of came up with this idea because you, you and uh, Sarah, yeah. you watch for the entire month of October. Will not watch any other kind of genre yeah, movie. Uh, well, no, I, all I watch is horror movies because you know we do this podcast. Fifty-two. <laughs> I have to watch at least fifty-two uh, horror movies a year. But yeah, we uh, in September and October, all we would watch is horror movies. And uh, we always called it Shocktober and Scary September. So I love uh, it. Yeah, I <laughs> it was kind of what we did. And then you know, uh, in November, I would get into watching whatever action movies or whatever I uh, I had missed prior to that. But uh, I'll just keep watching horror movies. It's whatever. Fun. It's really catches, all I like to do anyway. Whatever catches your fancy. <laughs> I, right. I saw this uh, trailer. Uh, Richard Jewell, you remember him? Oh yeah, that's a Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood movie about Richard Jewell. They oh, yeah, in the bombing yeah, in that. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is a jarring trailer. Yeah, I saw it on uh, Good Morning America or something like that, and I watched. I was uh, so I intrigued by it. Oh, I remember the situation and what happened there, man. I don't think the guy really got redeemed, so it's kind of good that they, you know, he always. Uh, kind of carried that stigma of being a terrorist or whatever domestic yeah, terrorist. And, that's right. Uh, I don't think it ever. I, I don't. I didn't see the movie. I would. I'll have to check it out though. It looks really, really. Yeah, I, really I was. Nice. I just. I know it's not a horror movie, but that just looked really intriguing yeah. to me. No, I just love this time of year, man. I love the colors. I love that I can put out all my occult paraphernalia and you know summon things and uh, you know put my skull collection out. And nobody says anything. The fact don't, that it's dropped them. forty degrees yeah, in yeah, the past. Two I weeks. love that too. Actually, <laughs> you know how much I hate the hot weather. Um, yeah, it's just my favorite time of year. So yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad here. Here in Central it's, it's, Wisconsin, it's uh, it's kind of too bad we had to start out shocked over with this movie. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get to that. All right, horror movie news. Yes, my sir. favorite author, Stephen King, seems to be. <laughs> Hollywood's favorite man seems to be Hollywood's favorite man these days. Uh, Kings has over 11 movies and countless television shows being adopted from his work right now. Uh, the Tommy Knockers and Firestarter, obviously a reboot of the Drew Barrymore movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, that one. Yeah, and some of these do sound a little bit interesting to, to even me, actually. Uh, those are two of the works that I've heard are being produced for the big screen. Um, Got eleven movies. One of them has to be good, right? Certainly. <laughs> so, and and it wasn't horrible, I guess. It so, chapter two was so good, though. Should be. Yeah, I, I thought it. I thought it was decent, yeah. and um, and it, I mean the the series as a whole was pretty good. Oh yeah, I, it, it was it, solid. Chapter one and rock, two together, rock solid. And and it. chapter two is probably the weaker of the of the two, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I thought they were all right. So, uh, Jordan Peele and Universal just signed a five year deal that have him producing movies for the studio. Um, Get Out Actor will be on a lot of people's best uh, 2019 list with his follow-up, Us, no doubt. Uh, So he'll be making movies for Universal for a few years here. Should be uh, interesting. Exciting. And apparently you told me that the Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson movie The Lighthouse has been moved up to an October release now. Wasn't this supposed to come out in January? Yeah, January 4th. But I looked at uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It looks like it's getting moved up. No, it's getting moved up. Uh, It's coming out October 18th. Yeah. So Robert Eggers, yeah, uh, that's yep, the follow-up yep. to the Rich, right? Witch. Yes, yes. So psychological horror movie coming out uh, in a couple weeks here, so that should be interesting. Um, Doctor Sleep and the Lighthouse, as we said, are coming out in a couple weeks. In the meantime, Shutter has a lot of good Halloween stuff on uh, right now. Um, 
including some of the ones that we have coming up. Yes, we do. Um, have you seen Creepshow yet or watched any of them? No, I, I have not. there's two episodes out now. I, are there three episodes now? No, two, I haven't two or three. heard it's really good and uh, very good homage to the original um, movies. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I've got some time this weekend. It's going to be kind of dreary out with some rain and stuff, yep. so maybe I'll be able to kick back and watch the episode. I think there's only two that are out. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd like to check it out. I just have to get some time to watch some of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> All right. You ready for this? Yeah. Horror movie trivia. What do you got? <clears throat> I hope I didn't get the same question as you. Uh, <laughs> how many Halloween movies have been made? Oh, that's a real good question. Let's You'd have see. to count them out. Take your time. Okay. So there, prior to this Rob Zombie one, there were six, correct? So six, two mm-hmm. Rob Zombie movies are eight. Or am I... My uh, math is terrible. Let's just count them down. Okay, so... Original. The original, yep, Halloween two. Halloween two. Halloween three, Season the Witch, you count yeah. that one. Four, five, and six. Yeah. And then you do... Then there's... Uh, H2O. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Then there's, what, Resurrection? Mm-hmm. Then there's Rob Zombie one, Rob, Rob Zombie, Zombie two, two, and... The Bloomhouse 2018 Halloween movie, right? Uh huh. Yeah, or is that 2017 now? 2018. 2018. Yeah. So that is 11. There huh? you go. Wow, that's how many there are. All right, uh, Mustafa Akkad, who had produced every Halloween movie prior to this one, did not produce this one by Rob Zombie. Do you know why? I do, and it's yeah. very, very sad. It why. is sad. Uh, mm-hmm. He was killed in a terrorist attack in Jordan. That is correct. He was killed in a terrorist attack in Jordan. This one was produced by Malek Akkad, who is his son, Andy Gould, and Rob Zombie. Mm. So... Uh, that is sad, sad, <laughs> sad uh, trivia question, but a sad, uh, sad movie as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a handful of them that weren't that bad. So. I mean, and, and we'll get more into it, but I mean, I think I thought four was pretty solid. Five you know, was okay. Six yeah, was just six got was ridiculous. terrible. Yeah, there really were some bad entries in this, and I remember like like liking this movie, and and you know. People told me, uh, you know, I, I've been talking to. They're like, you liked that movie, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think part of it was because those sequels were so bad that this was an improvement on that. But now we've seen that Blumhouse sequel, mm-hmm. and that, maybe that contributed to why I thought this was so bad. And spoiler alert: John and I hated this movie. But <laughs> hate to, yeah, I guess you don't have to listen to the podcast. We we we, we hated yeah. There's it. a spoiler <laughs> alert, but we'll we'll talk about the movie in its entirety. There's a lot to cover here. As bad as it was, there is a uh, lot no. There's to a cover. lot. To, there's a lot to talk about here. But um, yeah, people are like, "You like that movie?" And I was did. like, I, "And I'll I bring that know. up because there was a past podcast where we yeah. were talking about Rob Zombie yeah. movies." And I thought about it, and I'm like, "I'm not a Rob Zombie fan anymore." Yeah. And and it's <laughs> I, I still like House of a Thousand Corpses pretty yeah. well. Lords of Salem, from what I remember, was pretty good. Okay, thirty one. It was okay. I didn't hate it. Um, so I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses. These two, and I, I don't think I've seen anything else because I was just so disappointed yeah. in, in did, how, like, you I never I saw just, Devil's Rejects? Uh, yeah, Devil's Rejects, I saw See, that, that as well. That was yeah. a hard one. Yeah, yeah, and I, I did not enjoy that, and I think that's really the last of his uh, uh, stuff I got into. So I, I never saw 31. I haven't seen Lords of Chaos, so maybe I should careful how I talk about Rob Zombie. Um, I will say that I was a, a huge fan of, of Rob Zombie. I saw White Zombie, his old band in concert oh, yeah. twice in the nineties. You know, I saw Rob Zombie, the recreated band during the Hellbilly Deluxe and Sinister Urge tour. 
Uh, and right after that, he started making movies and I thought I've, I feel like his music suffered too. Like I haven't liked any album that he's produced since he made a house, house of a thousand corpses. So I think he really just, I don't know. I don't know if he ran out of creative ideas or what, but, uh, I just, I, I think he making these movies messed up everything creative he's done since then. Personally, I, I don't know. Well, there is, I, and I should pull it up from, uh from IMDB about what he said about working with the Weinsteins and, and, and aside of the the Harvey dirtbag Weinstein right. he said it was a it was a nightmare I okay mean, just, just well maybe that has something to do with it too maybe these, I don't this know. was produced by Harvey Weinstein that's yes. true so let's do a <laughs> let's do a quick synopsis yeah and then I got, we'll jump into got this a quick boy. synopsis here for you uh, Michael Myers' very trashy family is shown being trashy right away. He lives with his mother, older sister, baby sister, and his mother's boyfriend, who is not working because of some kind of physical malady. In what is a pretty typical Rob Zombie depiction of people of the lower socioeconomic class, they are shown as very foul-mouthed and loud. Boyfriend is abusive, slings homophobic slurs at Michael. Michael's bullied at school. Not very well. I think we saw bullying and uh, a potent bullying of a potentially psychotic kid done a lot better in Let the Right One In. Oh, you bet. <laughs> but uh, he ends up uh, killing a bully with a big stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he goes home, kills his mother's boyfriend, his sister, and her boyfriend. Uh, leaves his baby sister alone, and I forget what her her name was. Angel. Uh, Angel. That's correct. Uh, his mother comes home from work. Uh, she works as a stripper. Finds him on the steps. Dr. Loomis, this time played by Malcolm McDowell, begins working with Michael. I think the movie tries to show that he's uh, in denial of what he, Michael's in denial of what he's done because we get a lot of talking, uh, a lot of screen time from young Michael in this. Uh, he becomes more and more withdrawn. He becomes obsessed with making masks. Danny Trejo plays a janitor who befriends him. Mm-hmm. Mother comes to visit him. Clearly, he's not going to be released, which he keeps pleading to be released. Uh, Michael kills a nurse. His mom kills herself later at home after this incident. Right. Uh, Fifteen years later, uh, some typical Rob Zombie-ish terrible people who are guards at the mental institution rape a female prisoner in Michael's cell. He kills them. Danny Trejo arrives at his shift, sees the dead guards, attempts to calm Michael down. Michael inexplicably kills him uh, and then escapes. He interrupts a trucker's poop to kill him in a scene that is supposed to explain how he got his coveralls, I guess. Uh, Michael somehow gets back to Haddonfield. I assume he drives, right? Yeah. Maybe he drives the big rig. I don't know. Uh, he breaks into his... I wondered about that. I'm like, did he take Joe Grizzly's big rig back to Haddonfield? I mean, why wouldn't he know how to drive an 18-wheeler? Well, everything else. He breaks into his old house, recovers his Shatner mask and his knife. Uh, Laurie Strode... Uh, spoiler alert, Michael's baby sister, who he's spared. I mean, I don't think there's any, like, yeah, there's surprise. No there's yeah. no, like, surprise about him being the sister like there was in Halloween, too. Uh, she's been to, adopted into a much less trashy family. Uh, mm-hmm. She delivers a flyer to Michael's house, uh, like she did in the original one. While he's inside, he sniffs the letter, apparently knowing it's his sister. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he becomes obsessed with her like he did in the first one. Lori is babysitting. You guessed it. Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle. <laughs> and, uh, her friend Linda meets her boyfriend at the old Myers house to have sex. Great place to, you know, do that. Uh, do, do the hubba hubba. And guess what? Michael murders them. Oh, 
Lori's friend Annie discovers Lori, uh, or convinces Lori to babysit the kid she's supposed to be babysitting so she can have sex with her boyfriend. Uh, She goes back to the house she's babysitting at, has sex, and well, like any other teenager having sex in any slasher film, they are both murdered. Trope. Uh, When Lori brings the kid back, she finds Annie dying, and Michael attacks her. Michael takes Lori back to their old house. Their old house. I mean, yeah, that is. That's true. Good point. (laughs) Tries to show her that he is her brother. Uh, She doesn't really get it, I don't think, and stabs him. Mm -hmm. Loomis shows up, uh, and he shoots Michael. I, I, I think I remember him. He shot Michael, didn't he? Yeah, he shot him three times. Yep, yep. Uh, Loomis almost ends up getting killed uh, by him. They fall off a balcony. Uh, somehow, Lori falling off a balcony on top of Michael still holds on to this snub nose, like 44 Magnum that she uh, that Loomis had. Uh, shoots Michael's. In, she shoots Michael in the head, and the credits roll as she's screaming, like um, the like uh, I don't know. I don't know what I compare it to, but like anyway. a primal scream yes, kind of thing, right, almost right. almost similar mm-hmm. to what um, Michael was doing when he was beating up the boy, going, ah! yeah, 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 exactly. So that's the movie. Oh well, all right, Andy, I'm going to sidetrack us just a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, no problem. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Now, um, uh, sentimentally, my favorite all time horror movie, and I can watch it any time of the day, is Halloween from 1978. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. If you were to give it a score right now, what would you give it? Boy, I think that gets a three to three and a half for me. Okay, for me, it's yep. a five easy. Great, sure. Okay, think about Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. Scared the living hell out of me when I was 10, 11 years old watching yeah, it. Movie. Mm-hmm. Me, I would give that the three. Okay. Because it still scared me. Yeah. What would you give it? I, I give that one a two and a half, and it, it was a scary movie. The only reason I give it a two and a half was the whole aspect of uh, Lori being his brother introducing that whole that, goofy that thing. That was my problem with it as I got older. Yeah, See, yeah, it did, yeah. it, I didn't really No, I think you're right. No, it's a, it's a great horror movie, and yeah. yet you're right. I should be more generous with it. It probably deserves a three. I, I, no, I think it's mm-hmm. fine. I, I think that score is perfectly fair, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But the problem is, is that introduction of Michael Myers being... The big brother to Laurie Strode. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the big problem that. I had with it. Yeah. Okay. God bless Rob Zombie for incorporating that storyline, which was the weaker of the two films, mm-hmm. you know, a classic, semi classic with number two, and incorporating that storyline. Sure. I, I, I get why he did it. I mean, yeah, it was sure. I understand why he went there. And, and, and yeah, I can't fault him for that. Think about any other slasher, right? Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger had a reason of why he did what he did. He was a child molester. Yeah. He deserved what he got, but mm-hmm. he got burned by the families, right. and he got stuck in that warehouse, so yep. he's back to haunt their kids in their dreams. Jason Voorhees was ignored by the camp counselors and drowned, so Mommy came back. They killed Mommy. He's back for revenge. There's a rhyme to the reason. Mm-hmm. What's Michael Myers in the original movie? What was his reasoning? That's what's so fantastic about it. He has no reason. He's just a psycho. You have he, zero. He, you, you, there's no context there. Yeah. He killed his fa- He killed his family, and he, you know, he's well, he just his like sister. His, he killed his sister. Yeah, absolutely. Judith. Yes, right, right. He had zero. You can yeah. assume that she was ignoring him and didn't take him trick or treating. Yeah, and I loved it. And that's what I, one of the thing I really hate about this movie. He's a six year old kid yeah. with a knife that's bigger than him, and that's what right. you love about this movie. So again. Rob Zombie, great. Okay, so you're going to incorporate this sister story. Mm-hmm. 
But Michael Myers is not a sympathetic character, nor has he ever been no. a sympathetic character. No. That's part of what makes him terrifying. Yeah. You know? And, and I think it really... Yeah, that was a huge problem I had with this movie. It, it over-explained, and it, it spent an hour explaining, you know, the, the first hour of the movie was him being a child, you know, and, and uh, we didn't get to the 15 years later until an hour into the movie. So it's, I, first of all, I hate seeing Michael Myers' face. You don't see his face in it. And he so, talks. Yes, and he talks. I, I hated that. It, it uh, I just, it, t- it really took, took away from the scariness, I think, and, uh, <laughs> It, it explained everything too. There was nothing left. Like even this scene with the with the truck, the pooping trucker, explained how he got his coveralls. We don't need to know that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just you beat the guy up. Do we care? Him and then you know, took his clothes off. No. Okay. Do do I want to know like who tailored the leather suit for Pinhead? No. Is that important? No. 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 <laughs> so. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The stepdad or the the boyfriend. Yeah. What's his name? Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. Okay. William Forsythe. I love that guy. I think he's. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great character actor. I, I agree. But he had nothing to work with. Rob Zombie oh. says, "Say the most racist, uh, xenophobic things you can ever say." Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Zombie has this this stupid habit of sexualizing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like when he's having an argue, argument with Sherry Moon Zomba, uh, Zombie. Yeah. He says. I'll crawl over there and yeah, yeah. stole something you. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I'm like, says, what's the point of that? No, no, no. This is this is a huge problem too. Like uh we start right off with the, seeing this family. Yeah. And and I think the, you know this family is it's like the a version of the Firefly family or something that's too lazy to kill people. Uh and I mean it's it's so tropey, you know, it in Rob Zombie has these kind of it's like this obnoxious and just foul mouth characters that he's got and and uh you know I, I I guess this is the only kind he of character he can write. I I don't I don't get it. I mean, he cl- claims to be influenced by all these fifties movies, you know. Yeah. And they aren't like that. Uh so I don't know where he gets this, but uh, I don't know if this is Zombie's idea of what the Manson family was like. Maybe this is what his family was like. I know they were from like the they were like they were actually from a carnival. They like were carnies or whatever. So maybe he saw this kind of thing growing up. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I think you could, and I hate to go down there, but every depiction of like poor people of the lower socioeconomic class in his movies is really a little bit offensive. It and it's like is. this, you know, it's like uh, they're all the same loud, brash, gross propensity for over the top hatred, homophobia, and just disgustingness, you know. I think it really kind of he kind of picks on this class of people a little unfairly, you know. Um, you know, his mom is a stripper. That's like, ah, come on. And I mean, I like I know some dancers, and sure. and they they raise their children fine. This, they're not going to you're not gonna, just because you know. I mean, it's, this is very like stereotypical and tropey. I but but okay. So I'm going to go back to that though. I mm-hmm. think because Rob Zombie's wife was playing that part. Yeah. He 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 kind of cradled her a little bit of yeah okay she's she's that's her job, but yeah. she's also a very loving mother. Well, she's I, also that, she's also the sure. breadwinner. She did. You're right. You're right. I, I guess it isn't as stereotypical as I as I'm making it out to be. But the idea, the and, idea, yeah, the but, idea, but, and and like but he coddled that that character so much that it's like 
okay, so it's my wife. So, but she's so nurturing and she's loving. She's doing everything she can to keep this family. Yeah, together. and she came and visited Michael in the in the uh, and institution and motherly. stuff. She was. Yeah, no, you're right. So maybe that's un- unfair that I'm saying he's he's being you know stereotypical about that. But, but he uh, is though because because it's his wife. He's not going to put her in a position to where she's yeah. you know that she's going to look that way. She's going to look. She's going to look like a protagonist. To an extent, sure, okay, sure. I, I, and that's the way I looked at it. Right, and it didn't, you know, I it didn't. I was poor when we were young, when I was a kid. You know, my my when, until I was a teenager, my family really had no money. It didn't offend me. This depiction of it doesn't offend me. It's more of an eye roll kind of thing for yeah, me. It really, you is. know, and I think like uh, it, obviously, killers can come from this kind of background, and you know, but I think a much much better depiction of uh, lower socioeconomic class killers is like Henry portrait of a serial killer. You know, I I think what zombie tries to do is, is like take that Otis character from that movie and just exaggerate all of these stereotypical parts of him. And it just, it doesn't, it's like a exaggerated cartoonish version of Otis from that movie. You know, he's like foul mouthed and obnoxious and, you know, but Otis in that movie had a personality. He wasn't just this, uh, over the top obnoxious, ass you know yeah that's true i it's it, it, and the thing was and going back to the the boyfriend Rick, ronnie yeah who i think is the worst offender of what i'm saying what, yeah. what he says to judith yeah, the, everything, da- the yeah. daughter you're like really yeah it's you it's dirtbag no kidding and i and i get Ro- the zombies trying to make this guy not be a nice guy and sure. it's obviously you know when Michael murders him, Michael obviously has a motivation to do so, but he, he's such a cartoon, and he's so t- typical of some of the other characters that, that are in zombies movies, you oh, know? Yeah. I mean, like, Cap- Captain Spaulding comes on, he's swearing, and he's all loud and stuff, too, you know? And it's just like, this is, and Rob Zombie did write this this screenplay. He's, yeah. he's the only person credited uh, with this screen in this screenplay. So I, I just, I, I feel like he, that's the only kind of character he can write. You know, and even even <laughs> I found it really funny that like when Laurie Strode was a teenager, you know, after we come back 15 years, like her friends and her talk that way. Yeah. but Oh, that's another <laughs> you know, thing. That's another thing. It. It's like like <laughs> Laurie Strode was an innocent. Like, she was the trope yeah. of the final girl, the innocent, yes. the, the, the virgin, if you will. Yeah, right. But what was the first thing when you first saw her? When she first came onto the screen as a teenager, what was the first thing she did? She grabbed a, a donut and stuck her finger in yes. it like she was doing something to it. Yes. And her in mom, D. Wallace, by the way, yeah. I was stoked to see her. Yeah, yeah. Um, was... She did that kind of, you know. Like yeah, she was trying. She was like, yeah, she was trying to offend her mom or whatever. But uh, like Laurie Strode, I don't. They wouldn't do that, and she wouldn't talk that way. This is like what Rob Zombie thinks uh, teenage girls. Talk like or something, I guess. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't, I thought that was poor writing, and it, it really uh, didn't fit the what the what I thought the character should be, and it didn't fit what the character became either. Eventually, because she really was like the final girl yeah. in this movie, and and like all of her friends were just kind of uh, I, I I don't know. I, I I didn't feel like the dialogue was something that, and and maybe I don't remember what tw- 2007 was like either. Maybe there were... It was only 12 you know, years ago. I, I know. <laughs> you know, I just, I didn't, I wasn't buying that teenage girls from a suburb uh, would talk that way. No. You know, they just wouldn't make those kind of jokes and say those kind of things. Captain Spaulding might, 
But, oh, yeah. you know, but see, that's why I liked House of a Thousand Courses, because, I mean, you could suspend your disbelief. You're not going to relate to this family or, or whatever was going on in the yeah. movie. And it was just visually, to me, it was visually and you know, audibly fun to watch. This yeah, wasn't sure. because, you know, no, what? I didn't think it was, Rob right. Zombie, if you're going to make a movie, make your own. Don't do this to this movie. Um, right. I'm going to go back to the first kill. Which yeah, okay. was n- not the rat. He he kills a rat in it. The bully. Uh, I'm going to talk about the the bully. Mm-hmm. And that, by the way, was Daryl Sabara from Spy Kids. Oh really? Yeah. Is that right? The yeah. bully. Oh really? Okay, yeah. I didn't he, know that. He was the bully. I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. I, I I thought it was you know just coming up behind, kind of kind of like lurking like Michael Myers does. The problem I had with it is that if you looked at his face. The blood on his face looked dried. Yeah, as it, it, as it, it was like sitting there black for two ink. Hours. Yeah. yeah, and I went, <laughs> "Wait, hold on a sec. If you're going to do a violent kill scene like this, it, it could have been a, the, the decent scene. You know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. it was cool. He was angry and making noise. Whatever had his mask on, so cool. But then dried blood on there. And I'm like, oh, you just you, yeah, you, you killed it, man. I, yeah. I pardon the pun. <laughs> I I, th- I think he was trying to make it grosser or something, or or make it more shocking by doing that. Uh, but I I got the same impression. I was like, how long has this guy been? Did he have a bloody nose before Michael attacked him, or what? Because it was like black first of it, it all, was, and it was crusted. It, you know, yeah. yeah I, I I felt the same way. I didn't I didn't understand what choice he was making there with that with the blood because. And then the scene got ruined even more, because uh, previous to that is the bully. Um, went to the bathroom and you know i could have kicked his butt whatever like talking about another kid and then uh saw michael in there and pulled out this newspaper clipping of his mom as the featured dancer at this club right and says Mm -hmm. you know says some really crass things to him it was like oh if i gave her this much money blah 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 um so he holds or he takes the newspaper clipping after he kills the kid as if he's avenging his mom yeah yeah, I didn't. I didn't get what was going on there. So, either. so you're sitting there, like her, his interaction, Michael's interaction with the stepdad, with the sister, not giving two hoots about him. Um, you know, oh, and Michael loves his sister Angel. He keeps calling her boo and picking yeah. her up and yep. you know caressing her, and it's just like he has that bond with his little sister. Right. And it's like, okay, so Michael Myers is a sympathetic character, which Who should have been red flag number one. Yeah, he's also a Kiss fan. Which you know, oh yeah. Well, Rob Zombie's. A <laughs> I don't there. need to know that. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. He's he's like uh, listening to God of Thunder or whatever, and and uh, you know I think that's Zombie meant that to. Obviously, that's not a bad thing to Rob Zombie. So right. Well, mom has to go to work. Uh, she's got to go to the club. Um, Ronnie's laying on the on the recliner drinking his Jack Daniels. Uh, mom asked Judith to take Michael trick or treating and. Mom leaves and Judith goes, oh, go on your own. Her boyfriend and her go up to a room and mess around. Michael apparently did go trick-or-treating. Yeah, you in Love her. Hurts from Nazareth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, you figure you're going to get a soundtrack like Love that. Love Hurts. And there, there was just, way too much Blue Oyster called in this movie, yeah. too. I don't, I don't know. So Michael's sitting on the, on the, uh, yeah. on the sidewalk, just, and then he go, decides to go into the room or go into the kitchen, eat some of his candy. He grabs a butcher knife. Cuts Ronnie's throat, dies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in between this, the, uh, Judith and her boyfriend, they're messing around. Oh, an introduction of the Michael Myers mask. Yeah. The William right, Shatner painted. Right. He puts it on. Oh, yeah, I really want to do this and wear this. And, you know, they do whatever. And Michael goes upstairs. Or, no, no, he doesn't go upstairs. Uh, 
brother or no the boyfriend comes down the boyfriend to make comes a down to get yeah make a sandwich yeah, or something because he gets he gets back. yeah he gets re- uh rebuffed by judith i think doesn't he kind of goes too far with her so she sends him downstairs or something oh no i think they were done whatever they, oh, were, they were doing, doing and, doing whatever? and, he, and okay. he was just he was just went in uh All the boyfriend right. doesn't realize that ronnie's been killed it goes into the kitchen makes a sandwich michael comes up behind him Bang, 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 right in the head. He goes upstairs. He finds the mask, which looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little kid, a little 10-year-old kid wearing a big It old, was gigantic yeah, on him, yeah. That was mm-hmm. that was just, uh, it was cartoony. It was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you there. Um, uh, I did thought it was, he did do a pretty good job with the clown uh, costume that he had the same similar kind of mask from the original yeah and again that i mean this this seemed like some sort of rob zombie trope again because it, it was almost like uh it almost looked like captain spaulding or something <laughs> i thought yeah. it looked a little more like the know. original clown um i like the fact that the, you know you, no he did have a clown mask in the original didn't he yeah yeah you're right okay yeah so i i thought that was kind of cool yeah. um the sister not paying attention to him spending time with her boyfriend so that 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 was kind of a, an homage or a throwback to the to the original. Okay, so he kills Judith. Well, there was the... Oh, no, that's later. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so he chases Judith down the hall. He's got the knife. Um, and I don't know what Rob Zombie does, but like he does this earthquake thing with the... Yes! What's that, that called? Is, that I have it right here. Shaky, jerky camera. I hated that. That is terrible. Yeah, it was. It, it was It was add, really... No. Had zero effect to it. No, it, it really... It was... It, it was disconcerting, and it uh, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I, I actually wrote that as a note. It made it very unpleasant, actually, to watch. Right. So, cutscene. Mom comes home. Like a, a camera, a news camera is there. Why did they? What, what's that color called when it's kind of a orangey black? And sapia. Orange, sa- yeah. So it went to that. It went yeah. to this mm-hmm. old style sapia color yeah. of the newscaster. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, the newscaster says, a Manson-style murder. Yeah, he do- yeah he, of course. He, he of does course, say that. Yeah. He also says, uh, and her boyfriend, Ronnie, was stabbed multiple times. No, he wasn't. He got his throat <laughs> yeah, cut, and that was true. it. That's true. Yeah, and what, what's Manson-style about it? I, yeah, I don't know. That, Rob Zombie is obsessed with Rob, uh, with Mar- uh, Marilyn Manson. No, with uh, with Charles Manson. Yeah, I, and it's you know, like, like I, I, it stuck out to me. Um, yeah. I think the editing sucks in this. The yeah. transitions are terrible. Well, like you said, the shaky camera and that. Yeah, no, you're right. The the jump cuts is you know, it's, and it, and it, that that. In addition to the shaky camera, there were like way too many cuts in some of these scenes yeah. too. It was like, yeah, I I agree with you. So there you went too. from here to there to there. Yeah, mm-hmm. editing was terrible. Um, mm-hmm. so the idea of Michael Myers when we get introduced to Loomis, right? Because mm-hmm. Loomis comes in earlier in the movie, actually, because um. What was it? He got in a fight or something? Oh yeah, he he told the he told the principal. Michael told the principal to f off. And again, Michael talks in this movie. Yeah. So he tells the principal to f off. And um, yeah, Loomis got called to the school. He got called to the school. Yeah, that's right. And it's Malcolm McDowell, and he's got his uh, wig on. He's got the long hippie hair, man. Yeah. A little bit lighter. And, yeah. You know, they must have used some makeup to make him look Probably. younger. And you know, Mrs. Myers, uh, does your son kill? Uh, uh, animals? No, I don't think he does. He loves animals. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he has these pictures. Oh, we found these in his backpack. Yeah. And we found a dead cat. We think we have a problem here. And where is he getting a Polaroid camera back in the seventies to take these pictures? Maybe it was and the 80s, see, okay, th- and this is a very picky thing too. But it it jarred me out of the movie because uh, 
um, you know, this is obviously this obviously happens in the late seventies, right? I, would would you agree that this is supposed to happen around the same time the first movie, you know, the original Carpenter one? I think it was supposed to be set in like nineteen seventy eight, wouldn't you say? No, I would think it would be the eighties. You think it was the eighties? I, I really do because of the music. Maybe okay. late seventies, early eighties. I think it was the late seventies. You know, when he's did listening the Kiss song come out? Seventy six is okay, when God of Thunder Nazareth. came out. Uh, I don't remember which Nazareth song that was, but love I don't hurts. think it was. Oh, Love Hurts. So I don't really know. Okay, so you might be right. So it might be late. 70s. I think it's. I think it was supposed to be set in 1978, like the original was, right? Oh, okay. I so, um, so <laughs> this is super picky, okay? okay? But I, I knew this. Uh, like, this is a newer idea in child psychology about like hurting animals and it's linked to hurting human beings. That that theory wasn't put forth until 1985. Oh, boy. And uh, that connection really wasn't popularized until the Jeffrey Dahmer killings. Like, that's when re- when people started drawing that connection. That's so, really when it became when it became kind of common knowledge that if you hurt animals, you probably hurt human beings, too. Right. So Loomis wouldn't have said that. Right. You know, I know that's super picky, but I, I, I was like, wait a second. Nobody said that back then. And maybe it's just because I lived back then, and uh, I remember the Jeffrey Dahmer case and being like, like, kind of discovering that at that point but i don't know so we had 30 minutes of michael myers background until the killing so he gets put into the insane asylum and then loomis i'm sorry malcolm mcdowell's a great actor but he was terrible as loomis he was just i mean he just i didn't i think again it's what did the guy have to work with it it was i think it was the way rob zombie wrote this character i i yeah, but but I, I think Malcolm McDowell's good enough to to at least pull it off, at least be the best character in the movie. But yeah. he wasn't. Um, there was a line in there that says, um, in the original, Doctor Loomis, played by the late great Donald Pleasance, says, "The first time I met him, he was pure evil. Mm-hmm. You looked into his eyes and you saw nothing but darkness." Yeah, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, this Loomis says, such an angelic face. It's hard to believe that you would find evil in this. You're right. He does say that. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Michael and, and his mom are walking outside, just walking around, um, having a conversation. And, and um, he asks his mom, he goes, um, is everything okay at home? Is everyone okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so... I'm to believe that little Michael is bipolar. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he was supposed to be in denial or what. Yeah. And and that just wasn't well done either. There's like this. So they're supposed in, in this whole scene in the, in the asylum, there's supposed to be this like gradual transition, I think to where he becomes this silent and withdrawn killer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very, very poorly done. Like I just didn't, and yeah, part of it is that he's in slow. So he, in one minute he's in denial and then he's like upset that he can't go home. I it just, you there wasn't what? a lot of continuity to what was happening to him at that for as much as Rob Zombie wants to explore, like the, the motivation for Michael Myers here. I, I thought this was where he should have really, really focused, you know, it, sure. it, that scene in the, in the uh, asylum is where he really could have, explained a lot and explored a lot of this and instead i thought we just got a, like a smattering of weird things that michael did he's making these masks why i don't know why is he into these masks you know and and like the the forget the denial that anything is going on and uh you know it just 
I didn't get what was supposed to be going on. I, I think Rob Zombie took his rock band background and made it into almost like a mini Slipknot video. Yeah. Because what <laughs> in between of Loomis talking and, you know, like the each interaction, he's slowly de- delving into this into the building a wall around himself and becoming isolated but you yeah. see him and it again he does a stupid thing with black and white or, or like a like a almost a grayish color mm-hmm. like him wearing the mask like a slipknot video and just kind of like shaking his head around and he's slowly delving into madness until finally he snaps again well, that's what he's supposed to be doing but i didn't get the sense that that was that, what was but going that's on what it looked like I it was thought just it was like stupid. a bunch of scenes of it was a smattering of scenes of him doing weird things right. and saying strange stuff right but if you had no dialogue to that and you put yeah. a slipknot music oh yeah no it, i agree that's with exactly you. what it looked yeah, like no, i totally agree with you there yeah. um so the Michael ends up killing uh, one of the nurses because they go out. Uh, they are the mom and Loomis go out and they're having a conversation. I'm not reaching them. And then all of a sudden, all these orderlies are coming in. Oh, he killed another person. So cut to what? 11 years later or something like that. 15. Yeah. 15. So Michael's been in there for 15 years and yeah. he's just uh, grown into this monstrous six foot eight long haired yeah monster hey now i did like tyler main's depiction uh, tyler main was a pretty good michael myers aesthetically yes aesthetically yes because I it was intimidating yeah he's six foot eight he's the tallest michael there is yeah and uh i thought he i thought he looked really good as as michael he was a scary looking guy you know and i thought his presence physically was effective mm-hmm. in the movie and that's one good thing I could say about it. We forgot to mention that the mom, after Michael kills the yeah. nurse, she goes to a hotel and shoots herself. She's right. watching videos right. or, or reel-to-reels of the family or right. Michael and them interacting. So she, which, she, which also I think is a really lazy way to get rid of a character you don't want to deal with anymore. <laughs> I thought it was a real lazy way to get rid of her. I mean, yeah. again, it's, I mean, it just—I don't know. It, it was not, and and again, I don't want to. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to. I've had uh, my life affected by suicide, sure. for, by suicide attempt, I should say, by right. someone I cared about. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's just a really lazy way to get rid of a character you don't want to deal with. And this happens a lot in horror movies, and, and I, don't, I don't know. But uh, I, I felt like the, I, I get that Rob Zombie didn't want him to have this mom hanging around anymore, and, and right. he needed to get rid of her somehow so that she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't like still trying to be some sort of positive uh, force in his life. Like what he's doing here is, is all of the positive things in Michael's life are gone now. Michael knows he's not going home. His mother is gone. So I get that. But I felt like he could have done it in a little better way than that. Oh, sure. So. Absolutely. Well, and, and we get to 15 years later, 38 minutes into the movie. This, yeah. this movie is two hours and one minute long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, then we get the cutscene of you know one of the newer janitors is coming in. The most racist things are coming out of his mouth, oh, talking yeah. to Danny Terrio like this. Trejo, yeah, Trejo. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he's like, and Danny Trejo is like the voice of reason for Michael, right. at least from the beginning. Yeah, you know, hey, yeah, hey, Mikey, how you doing? You know, everything. Right, he really tries to be nice to Mike Michael Myers. Yeah, in his cell, and, and the guy like grabs his mask. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, don't touch. Yeah, don't touch he's Mikey's respectful mask. of him. He's obviously a good, you know, worker at this. He's, yeah, he's yeah. one of the few good people in this in this asylum. Because he know? gives he gives this, you know this really nice speech. He's like, man, I've been. It was almost like it was coming from his heart because Danny yeah. Trejo spent some time in prison. Yeah, like, that know, was a good scene. 
I yeah. liked what he said there. Yeah, and goes, that was really know, these yeah. bars can consume you. Don't mm-hmm. let it don't let that happen. Yeah. You know, try to keep to yourself and keep doing what you're doing. And that and yeah. he encourages them to keep making the mask. Yeah, right. And that's what he does. Right. So again, you know, Michael Michael is a sympathetic character because, you know, this guy has sympathy for him and understands. I wonder if Danny Trejo came up with that. That was like, you know, something he put it in there because sound- that was it, like a really it, good it was- scene. And and it just doesn't seem like, I don't know, based on Rob, the rest of Rob Zombie's writing, I'm not sure he could have came up with that himself. That that was really that was really a good scene and pretty, pretty uh, touching, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um- I don't know. I I, I kind of want to go to uh, Loomis. Uh, well, let's <laughs> just is, say so. So, you know, this this uh, rape scene happens, which was, oh, I think, over man. the top and unnecessary. You know, and and I'm not, uh, you know, it was long. Too. I, I yeah, it really was. It was really pretty exploitative and, and way too long. And like I said, Rob Zombie really get goes a little too far with the sexual stuff. But they do this in Michael's. Uh, cell and he ends up killing those two guys yeah. and uh so then Danny Trejo's character shows up and he tries to you know sub, you know like uh calm him down mm-hmm. and Michael Myers just inexplicably kills him so it's it's like I and I don't know why I feel like it would have been more effective if he would have uh like just pushed him out of the way or something like that and not killed him I I don't know what what the you know why was there all this buildup of Danny Trejo trying to be nice to him and all this stuff if he's just going to end up yeah, like it, killing it, him like a stormtrooper? It did become it. pointless okay. because the thing is is that there was there was no again the the script had no transition for Michael just not caring. Yeah, yeah. we know Michael Myers as being just the shape. Yeah, somebody that's ruthless, doesn't yeah. care, has no feeling, has no thought. Just boom, this is what we do. Or yeah. this is what I do. Right. To uh, you don't know what he is or what his motivation is, but now you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know. transition into this careless killer. Nothing. It doesn't matter anything that happened. Now he's revenge to go get his sister. Right. right? Kill anybody in his way. Right. Mm-hmm. So then he kidnaps uh, uh, Laura, and we're jumping ahead here. So if you want to go back to anything, no, 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 it's um, fine. It's- <laughs> It take at the end of the movie takes her back and says, "Hey, I'm your brother," because mm-hmm. he stopped talking. He took a vow of silence. I'm Something, your brother. He yeah. was going to take off his mask, and you know, hopefully, look. She looks into his eyes and realizes, "Oh my gosh, this is my brother." But yeah. she's frightened teenager that right. just slaughtered all of her friends and people around her, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that worked. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. So you want to talk about Loomis? I, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's fine. Yeah, Loomis yeah. to me was just that was the. I thought that was the worst character. Oh, I would agree. With you. I, I, I mean, I, there, there was no arc there. It was mm-hmm. he didn't really care. He was just like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, um, I, I agree with you. In in, com- in comparison to Donald Pleasant's portrayal oh, and, yeah. and the way that character was written, yeah, it was a very lazy rendition of that too. So, well, see, you saw a character arc, and it was really quick in the original. Mm-hmm. And I thought about this a lot last night. Is there was a real quick character arc with Donald Pleasant's in the movie of him like. Okay, I'm going to try to help this kid until 15 years later. Mm-hmm. I can't help this kid. You need to keep this kid in prison forever. Yeah. And when he got out, he lost his mind. He's like, "Oh my, we yeah. got to get him. Yeah, we need right. to take him out." Right. Um he didn't he wasn't like, "Well, you know, we can still save him." Mm-hmm. And Loomis exploits Michael Myers. Wrote the writes his best-selling book about <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's right. Yeah. You know, he he's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, well, there's nothing I can do, but man, I just saw this. I just 
saw this kid for, you know, 15 years and, you know, I'll write this book about it to exploit mm-hmm. him. You know, you know what? Uh, I was thinking about this, too, because some of these movies, like some of these reboots and stuff, you, you could be like, well, if this wasn't uh, a reboot of, of a movie that I loved in the past, this mm-hmm. would be a good movie. I don't even think this would if if Rob Zombie came up with his own slasher guy and or called it, you know, uh, El Super Bisto or something like this and that's what this movie was called. This movie would still suck. Yeah, I agree. I really don't think there there's a lot that I Okay, there's two things I liked about this movie. One like I, I said Tyler Maine I thought was an uh, imposing figure as Michael Myers. Sure. I thought he did he, the look there and the, you know, the way he looked and stuff was pretty good. I also did kind of like the way Laurie was depicted. When she was when she was a teenager, I thought that Lori was it was she was kind of you know she wasn't this like virginal uh, girl like um, m- m- uh, like Marmy kind of uh, that uh, that she was in the original, sure. but and, uh, so she kids, was kind of a popular you know and I like that depiction of Lori, but the dialogue he gave her and her friends was so bad yeah, that was uh, you know I liked where he was going with that, but that even sucked because his dialogue that he wrote for for these people to flesh out their character was so terrible. Yeah, uh, we oh, got to mention that Brad Dorif was in it. Yeah, he was the he was the sheriff. sheriff. So that was cool to see. Ken Foray was the guy that was driving the truck where he got his overalls. He yeah, was, he yeah was that's in, right. Yeah, that, that was Ken. Okay, Ken so yeah, no, there there were some good cameos here from horror oh, veterans. That yeah, Sid Haig, late great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sid, Sid Haig was in it. Obviously. He was the he was the uh, caretaker at the at the cemetery. Yep. Uh, D Wallace was um, Lori's, Lori's mom, stepmom, stepmom, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, adopted well, mom. Right. Mm. God, there were so many. It was it was good. Yeah. Oh, Clint yeah. Howard was one of the doctors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, obviously, zombie is a horror fan, and he gets he gets some things, but so but he seems like he casts. Like the the same people in the movies yeah, all the then, time. I don't know. Anyway, what do you give this movie? It sounds like we've talked about this thing longer than we need to. I I, <laughs> I was sitting at a half star. Yeah, I'm gonna stay there. I'm staying at a half star. Half star. star. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna give it one star because I there were just some things that were entertaining about it, and there was okay. And 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 I will say that. I, like I said, I remember liking this movie, but it was probably because compared to the sequels, at least Rob Zombie tried to do something different here. He didn't just try to make a sequel to Halloween. He didn't try to make Halloween 7 or H2O or whatever it was, you know. Well, and, and that's and, what I said at the beginning, you know, the fact that, that he's taking the idea, okay, fine. Yeah. But do it better. I yeah. Mean, and, and you're right. Maybe maybe I'm jaded right now because I saw... Halloween 2018. Yeah, and I've seen the original, and and, and the right. idea and the idea of using Laurie as Michael's sister just bothers me because it bothered yeah, me I, in the I, second I, one. It did. I've always hated that aspect of it, and I thought it was pretty a pretty stupid way to take the uh, take the story. But uh, and and it was awesome what they did in the 2018 one. I, I loved the way they took that. Yeah, you know, that was fantastic. Else, we're done. You know, you know, yeah, everything awesome. else did not happen. Yeah. Lori Strode has to live with this grief for 40 years, figure mm-hmm. out a way to make herself better, yeah. has a family, lives her life. But, man, she is so affected by this. Just a, such a way superior way to take the story. And, and Michael Myers in that movie yeah. had better kills. Yeah. We so I'm going to talk about those. I'm, they did. Uh, I'm going to give it one star because I, I do respect what that at least he tried to do something different with it. There were aspects of it that were entertaining in some way and there were things to like about it i guess but overall just a really bad movie yeah it really was uh, is there anything that we missed on that i, I think we've talked about this way too long already <laughs> <laughs> i think we have 
Okay, it is Shocktober, which means we're going all Halloween theme for the rest of the month coming up next week. Murder Party, man. This is this is one that I had a really good time with. I'm I'm hoping that you'll like that one. Trick or Treat. After that, that's a great anthology. And then the original Night of the Demons from 1988. Then we get into a couple of uh, Thanksgiving movies (laughs) coming up in December. December Santa slays. (laughs) Santa slays for December. It's gonna be that's gonna be fun too. All right. Everybody have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week.